BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, I am back, and I do apologize that we did not have a podcast last week. Uh, it has been a, a January. <laughs> we'll put and and, and and I do have a, I have do have Lost Boy Philip here with me. He's eating a banana. I'm just going to let him eat a banana while I jabber on for a second to tell Hello. you <laughs> he is here. But yeah, he just you know was having a nap, resting up, you know, preaching, and you know, being a pastor is an exhausting job on Sundays, especially. So he did need a break. And so he's sitting there. He's eating a banana. I can see him on my camera. By the way, if you happen to be a Patreon, if you happen to be a Patreon supporter, there is video that I'm recording of our conversation. We were talking, just jabbering about stuff in front of the recording of the episode, and you you will get to see that. Uh, if you happen to be a Patreon supporter, we also have ways to support us on uh, getting exclusive episodes through uh, our uh, Red Circle. You can sign up to do an exclusive episodes, and those are the episodes that I, I put up there without ads. Uh, it's not every episode that we've ever recorded, but I, anything going forward will be exclusive. So Patreon will have more stuff, but you can also get on there and get exclusive ads without the ads. But, all right, so... Let me just kind of go over a little bit about what's been going on while we're still jamming to the music. But let me, I guess, but first, let me tell you some of the stuff coming on the show because we're still jamming to the music here. So I coming can't up, hear the music. <laughs> you, oh, Philip can't hear the music. All right. Well, coming up today on the Phantom Nexus, of course, we're going to have some tribute to the late, great Carl Weathers. Uh, also, yes. I had meant to do last week uh, a review for Masters in the Universe Revolution. Uh, we're going to talk to Philip about the new WWA, WWA, WWE 2K24 <laughs> game. Because uh, he pays a lot more attention to that, and there's a lot of exciting stuff going on yeah. with that. Uh, we do have, of course, speaking of WWE, some new 
news to discuss along with a few other things. I've been kind of looking in on some stuff that's going on with that. And uh, uh, there's some interesting stuff to talk about. I don't like to talk about negative things, but it's just an interesting bit of news. So that's what you got expecting on there. So WWA is WWE audience. <laughs> yeah, audience. NWA. Okay, uh, but anyway. So all right. So what happened last week and why we didn't have a show? And uh, part of the comedy, as I was, I was supposed to be guesting on Nerds and Jesus with Mary Howell to uh, do a review of the first four episodes of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. We didn't get a chance to record it because I got a phone call right when we were sitting down there that my wife was uh, the her car was stranded up in Lathrop. But thankfully, it was at the high school. Now this has been an ongoing saga, and I may have mentioned before. Where even at church one time, uh, her car suddenly just quit working. We got it towed over to a shop. They got it to actually start the whole time and thought, well, we don't see anything wrong with it. We, you know, so we you know, changed her oil and you know and, and brought it home. And I said, well, what happens if this happens again when she's up in Lathrop or something and you know by herself and she's far from home and we can't tow it from Lathrop because that's our uh, our uh, roadside assistance assistance with State Farm will only go to ten miles. Ten miles. When now, when I was on Farmers and, you know, Farmers started overcharging, I actually was like halfway to uh, Warrensburg one time when I, I hit a massive pothole in the middle of the road and it did damage to my car. Ooh. And I had to I had to wait there for a long time. And this was after I'd been filming. I'd been working on a student film late into the night and I didn't get home. And, you know, I, I'd been I had stuff all day. I'd been trapped in my car all night. I didn't get home until five o'clock that Sunday morning. I don't think I showed up for church that day. I think I was dead. Uh, but I got to no, it I and road, roadside. <laughs> oh, this was a long time ago, too. This is when I was going to yeah, college. Yeah. Uh, but roadside assistance took me all that way. But now it's State Farm will only take us 10 miles. So up in Lathrop, we're like, well, great. How are we going to get it anywhere? Well, in the process of all this, I have I had one tire that went completely flat and had to be replaced. And I think I mentioned this probably last podcast. Uh, and then the other one kept had a slow leak going on it. Well, things kind of turned around. But uh, but I was really after even after Monday because I had planned like last Sunday I was going to record a podcast. I meant to review Masters of the Universe. I wanted to get Philip on to talk Masters of the Universe because we got to. But the Chiefs managed to win the AFC Championship, and all of you people who are the haters, just go ahead and be haters. We have waited decades to have a team this good to become the villains of the uh-huh. NFL. So we'll take it, okay? <laughs> Y'all can hate you know, and can say the referees or whatever, or I've seen stuff calling Patrick Mahomes a crybaby because he, like every other player in the NFL, when he doesn't have a call go his way, will look questioningly at the refs, like every other player. But when Patrick Mahomes does it, he's a crybaby. But that's because well, we are the villains and we are that good. But anyways, let me get off of well, that because I'm still finishing a thought. Singer, to quote a certain singer, I don't know what her name is, but... Haters going to hate, 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 hate. No, we <laughs> don't even off. quote that singer because we're tired of her. And that's the other <laughs> thing. We are allowed to not have to, just because she's showing up and, you know, find her and Travis Kelsey, that's fine. That doesn't mean we automatically have to become fans. That's another thing I've noticed is I like, know. we're being called toxic for not being fans of Taylor Swift. Like, no, we just don't I care. Know. And, you know, we don't. And why are we tired of, of the whole thing? Because we're constantly hearing about it. And we don't want to constantly hear about it. We don't care. We just, like, okay, fine. They're dating. That's nice for them. Good for them. But anyways, uh, you're going to let me get me off track. But I was, after such a, <laughs> a such a game that that was an intense game, I was like, okay, I don't know if I have it in me because I have to have the right mindset to do this show because I want it to be good, right? So That's I didn't great. get it done Sunday. Then Monday uh, is when I was supposed to record Nerds and Jesus. And I thought, well, maybe I'll get the Master Universe thing done after I record with Mary Howell, uh, which we didn't get recorded because then I got up. Right as I'm getting on the online with Mary, uh, Heather calls and she's stuck up in Lathrop because the car has died again. 
So I was, I have really not been in a mood or been at home to record this show. But now here's how things have turned around. This is, this is, this is, this is my life for you. This is, you know, God doing weird things. And we, heck, even some stuff we were discussing. God does things in His own time and in His own way. And uh, we were discussing. Heather and I were talking about the Narnia books, where in the uh, Prince Caspian, Lucy says to Aslan, "It's like I, I thought you would become roaring in and frighten all my enemies away, just like last time." And Aslan says, "I seldom do things the same way twice." And that's how God teaches us to trust him, that even if he doesn't do it the way we expect, he's still working in his best way, which is going to be best for us. But so what had happened? So but in the course of this week, and I was telling my wife, you know, my wife, you know, we're just going to have to leave that car there. We can't afford to tow it. We can't afford to fix it. It's just going to stay there. And uh, we have ran after our our house payment hit. It it ran us negative even this week. It was just everything just went wrong. But as, as things have turned around. This is where, you know, I can see God is still moving. All right. He's still taking care of me, even when everything falls apart. So Heather's talking to other, some other teachers during lunch or something about this. And one of them's son is part of like Votech and the, he works on cars. So he comes out to check the car and it turns out all that was, was one terminal on the negative of the battery was loose. And so when you hit like a pothole or it gets shaken up, it comes off. That was all it was. So all we needed was somebody to show up with a wrench and just tighten it down and it's fine. I kind of want my wife to carry a socket wrench with her just in case it ever happens again so she can tighten Better it down. Have it not need it, then yeah. need it, not have it. Well, if it turns out that screw is stripped and so it's not tightening properly, a screw is easy to replace. So, But that ended up not That's costing true. us anything. A car fixed. Okay, good. My other, I've already paid for one tire, which I had to put on a charge card. Uh, so now I've got the other tire that's been going flat slowly. We drop it off to get it. So, so well, see if you can then patch it. But if I have to, ch- you know, charge it to to get a new tire, then I guess so be it. Well, they go and check, and uh, I got in there, and instead of paying one hundred thirty five dollars for a tire and replacement, they you know thirty dollars because oh yeah, well, there was a piece of metal lodged in there. We just pulled it out, patched it. You're go- you're good. So that's suddenly, okay, well, that's working out okay. So well, now we got the problem that uh, I looked at everything. And just from, you know, just how our economy is, and I'm not going to get into I was actually talking to a guy at work that, that you know, uh, whose fault this is, and we won't get into it here. We know, though. Uh, <laughs> but, like, just from trying to eat from gas and groceries and regular stuff, we got to where we were going to be just a little short with the house payment to come out automatically. And it made our account go 97 cents negative. Now, how how typically a bank works, or I mean, we go to a credit union, they will charge you a fee for going under, and I call it poor tax because they're basically charging you for being poor and not being able to you know, have your automatic yeah. bills come out. So I, I chatted with them, and I said, does, does that seem right or fair to you that for $0.97 cents I get charged $28? And they said, well, no, that doesn't. So here, I'm going to refund that back to you. Thank you. And I said, okay, well, I've got a coin bank at home, and I promise you it's the first chance I get. I'm going to take my coin bank, and I'll deposit all that. Well, so that was on Friday... When all this had went bad, I, I get my coin back and I, I when I, I hustle home from work, thankfully, I didn't have to go pick Heather up from work, which normally I would do because we carpool. She had now had a working car with her, so she was going to drive herself home. Uh, plus, she was going to go donate plasma because she gets paid to donate plasma, and so she's using that for gas money because um, that's all we have. But I, I went and I, I came home and I got my coin bank and I ran, ran to Community America and I'm too late for the lobby. But I thought, well, you know, it used to be through the drive ups. You could you could make a cash deposit. And I thought, well, maybe I can work something out over here, even though they've changed it where it's an ATM slash a teller that you can remote in. So I go and I talk to the teller there and I said, is there any way I, I showed him the thing through the camera? The things like, is there any way I can deposit these coins today through this? And he says, well, not through this. I said, well, the problem is, is that I'm my account is currently negative 97 cents and it's driving me crazy. I'd like to fix that. And he says, well, I see, you know, 
how, I don't know how long ago this was, but we did have a, a $28 fee that had happened, you know, years ago. And he waived another one. So, bang, now we have $27.93 in the bank. Like, cool, I have a positive amount. But that also makes me think, so, yeah, they, they know they're robbing you of this money. And oh, it's yeah, your money. Do. And so, basically, yeah, they'll, they can give it back. But they won't do it all the time. So, don't go leaning on your bank, no, y'all. No, they do. Yeah, but, that happens to me occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I, I've still got, I'm, we're not even done with this. Oh, I'm sorry. So, Go ahead. I'm sorry. So this coin What's, thing, Saturday morning, yeah. I, and I make sure I pay attention when this place is opening. Uh, so, I, you know, the bank's going to open it at, at uh, <coughs> pardon me, let me take a drink of my hot cocoa. Warming up the throat. So I bring my <laughs> coins in, and now in the lobby community in America, uh, normally I, I have to hand this thing over to, to a teller at the lobby, and they run it into the back, and, you know, and I know these machines are not that accurate when you dump your coins in. I dump my coins in, uh, and I see one coin, a silver coin, is stuck as the thing is spinning it around. And until I've stopped, it do- then that's when it reverses direction, and then it flings it into the stuff to get counted. But I don't know that it actually counted in my total. But uh, I was like, well, I'm not going to worry about it. It did come up with over $50 worth of coin that we had, which I was then able to deposit in the account. So I actually had some money to get some food because we needed just a few things of grocery. Uh, I managed to fill my tank up with some gas, although I don't feel that I have enough gas to drive into the office. So I'm going to be remote working all this week. But, you know, I it, it's God showing up. But in small ways where it's just enough, it's just enough for us to get by. But, you know, and I get paid at the end of the week and we all we, we did see, you know, I've got my taxes done. We're going to get a pretty nice refund that'll help take care of some stuff because we're still we're really behind on a lot of bills and a lot of medical expenses. It's just uh, ridiculous. But this is going to be some help. But it's it's God's given me just enough to get by where I where I still have to trust and I have to lean on him. And I can't be like super confident that, look, we're just ahead of the game. I have just enough. And I guess I, that's where I need, I'm learning to have to be accepted. Like, okay, I'm I'm not going to go hungry. We have the, we have the gas we need to at least get Heather to work and back. I can I can work remotely, and it works out better work remotely because I can eat what I have here. I don't have to buy extra food to take with me to work or anything. I and you know, and I can work remotely. Although one thing popped up, uh, I noticed there were some updates on my laptop and on the computer here, some security updates with Microsoft. And I was like, well, let me see if I can get to my work computer and go ahead and get those updates done today. I couldn't log into my work computer with the remote thing. Something's gone wrong with the remote, so I'm going to have to get some help with that tomorrow. So I may have problems remoting in to my work computer to do some work tomorrow. But uh, I'm sure God's got this all taken care of. But I mean, I just thought it was an interesting story where it's just. Once again, everything whoo, hits the fire, but you know God has shown that He's with me in the fire, and He's going to give me just enough to get me through. And I just have to trust and just keep going. At least you have a at least you have a job where you can do that, though. Work yes. from home because not every job can, right? And you know that's a real blessing, a real blessing. Because yeah. you know I, they I don't like it when thing. I remote this much, but I have to do what I have to do sometimes. Well, and the fact is, with weather and all that, I'm very blessed yeah. that you can do that. And I, I do sometimes, too, with pastoring. I study at home. But sometimes I go straight to work because, uh, I mean, I mean, do the church. Because I find it's better on the mind, not as many distractions. Yeah. And it's just better to be there and get away from the whole world. And there's something about being inside a church alone that just makes you feel so great and you're away from everything in your own little world. Yeah, away from the world. It is beautiful to be there, but sometimes you can't. So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, 
you know, work with how you can. But yeah, so I've, I've yeah, I just basically hopefully that's going to encourage to people this week when you, you know, you're struggling through your stuff. God sometimes just gives you just enough to get by to keep you to trust him. And he, and he lets you go through these things every once in a while to, once again, teach you some things and trusting him. And sometimes he lets you sit in that fire a little longer than you want. And frequently he does, I think, let you sit in that fire longer than you want. But he always, you know, and there's something else we were just discussing and we're preparing. Hopefully we're going to get approval for uh, some of our panels at Planet Comic Con. But, uh, you know, heck, Lord of the Rings even came up in Sunday school today. And even uh. the line that Gandalf has, and that's exactly how God works. A wizard is never early, never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. And that's exactly the way God operates. He's never early. He's never late. He shows up right when it's his time. And we were even discussing the story where uh, uh, the guy from the synagogue is coming to Jesus and he's having his big moment of like, I'm, I'm risking everything by, by trying to trust that Jesus can heal my dying daughter. And while he's in a rush yes. and he's kind of in a panic, my daughter's going to die. Jesus stops. Who touched me? And y'all know this story. He stops yeah. to uh, this woman who was healed. He stops to talk to her. And all the while, you know, that father is still there panicking. And then about as soon as Jesus is done speaking to this woman, that's when somebody comes walking up. It's like, don't bother him anymore. Your daughter's dead. And here's it, the test of the face. Because then Jesus goes and says, like, she's not dead. Trust me. And Let's go. with that woman who, who reached out to touch, touch mm-hmm. him when Jairus was, was taking him home. Think about this for a second. That woman had been so sick for so long. She was very well. Yes. Oh, wow. Now the doctor, she was basically going through a, a womanly issue uh, for so very long, but she could not be healed. None of the doctors mm-hmm. could help her. But the moment she was out of money, well, we're done. We're done with you. That poor woman, that poor woman has suffered for so long. And now all, all she had left, no more money, no more yeah. anything. The only thing she could do is have faith in this man who she'd never met, but she'd yeah, heard stories. She'd heard, and there's this big, massive out. crowd. Mm, yeah. Yes. And she reached out. I love that. That's yeah, the same huh? with so many people. They just reach out. That's what we all have to do. Reach out with faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a, be- a beautiful truth. And at the same time, testing the face of Jairus that Jesus is coming. You know he's coming, but he's not going to arrive mm-hmm. early and he's not going to be late, even though he seems that's late right. because your daughter, everybody's telling you here she's dead. And Jesus says, no, she's just asleep. Same thing we do with our prayers. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we say, when God says, yes, no, or wait. I'm like, wait, yeah. I've wait. been waiting. It's like, I can't it. wait. This is all, This is a desperate situation. It's all going to come apart. And you know God's going to come through for you. But it's the yeah. when. And you think, he should have come through. He should have already come through now. Why didn't he come now? What, you know, what's going to happen? You know, this, I needed this now. But God is doing it in his own way. And it's yeah. all going to work it, out. I think about when I was a little kid. A lot of times I say to my mom and dad, like, I need, I need now, now. And it's yeah. like, stop. And it, cause it does seem at that moment, it does seem like you really can't wait. But a lot of that's in your own mind and your own lack of experience and your yeah. emotions and your own and desperation and your own panic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and father God says, hold up, son, slow down. You're okay. Yeah. You just don't know yet. It's all right. But he knows everything. I do it all the time still. Like, I don't know. Yeah. God, I don't know, but I know God and God knows. <laughs> yeah. And there's two songs from uh, the Supertones that come into my head from old songs from the Supertones. One called The Wilderness. It's like, how, do you really want to ever? Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you ever want to know what this life was all about. And, uh, you know, but uh, you know, for what should I hope for and what should I pray? 
How do I know if anything's real? I'm somewhere in between Canaan and Egypt, a place called the wilderness. Ooh, and it's a part in life where we get, you know, where the, all the, and then they have another song. It's like, God, you know, I'm just a man, but you tell me I'm not just a man. So hard to understand. After all, I'm just a man. God, you tell me not to doubt, but I'm always plagued by doubt. And you always help me out. I am so ashamed. It's like those, th- that, yes. those, those lines always jump in my head. It's like, that's, that is our human experience and stuff like that. But I mean, let go, let God. That's great. Yeah, let, yeah. And it's hard to let it go. Let it go. We are not Elsa. Oh, yeah. We are not Elsa. It's, it's it not. <laughs> exactly. It is hard to just let go, let God. We There's a lot of stuff we say. We have all this head knowledge, but uh, another line, even from the Left Behind books, they say, what says again? head knowledge, heart knowledge, big difference. I was thinking just this morning when they were talking about that faith, I was thinking about all these little videos that show these cute little bitty kids. And I mean little bitty adorables walking probably one or two and they just learn to walk some of them and they're walking on these like clear floors or or little uh bridges and now all of a sudden underneath them looks like there's nothing and they're and they're supposed to be walking on and they're like they're crying sometimes but they're reaching out like but there's something wrong this doesn't look right because it doesn't look solid you know and i'll admit to them and it seems logical to them wait a minute there's nothing here and and it doesn't seem like there's something to hold them up and they're scaring them. And yeah. I can understand that. I'll, I'll be honest, as a big guy, and I'm big. As a big guy, not everything seems solid for me. And I have, to, I have to be very careful on the chairs I sit in, on the stuff I wear, the stuff I do. And that's the way I feel walking on stuff, especially if I go on something clear like that. Oh, <laughs> So that, that that's, the way, that's the way that the uh, we have to remember that even when it seems like there's nothing underneath us, God is our, our walk. He's a solid. He has us all the time in his hands. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of, of something. All right, I got one more quick story, then we'll actually get on the regular show and move past the, the sure, chatter sure. stuff. So at one point, I was I needed to leave from work, uh, take the work vehicle out from a garage just in, in kind of a lower area at KQ2. There's like a gravel area, and I needed to get our, our work vehicle out for creative services because I had to go away to go film at a location. There's a store that's got a new location, and I was supposed to go film it or whatever that day. Well, I go, I walk down to the gravel area where the garage is, I was on like a lower level of the building and I see this big hole in the ground. It's like a sinkhole in the gravel. And I, it, that, yes. I mean, and you look, all you can see is blackness in this hole. When you see Ooh. the edge of the gravel, it's just like this thin layer of rock. And I'm like very carefully trying to back the car out and make sure I don't go anywhere near this hole and going around. And, uh, and I went in and I told some of our people like, hey, uh, did, we, did y'all know that there's a big hole out there in the gravel? And they went and they've, they've put cones around there. And I mean, this is the possibility they're saying we did have some sort of water line leak or something. We're wondering if that eroded oh. or there, this used to be farmland that, you know, that all this was built on. So maybe there was an old septic tank there. We don't know. Oh, but yeah. like there's this thin lane and all this time we could have fallen through and not knowing. But yes. we were walking on and having heavy cars drive over this and it did not fall. But f- suddenly now, because of probably weather and stuff like that, it's now this, this hole has revealed itself. But now we got to be careful, like not stepping in or anywhere near it because we don't know when it could fall. Yes. It's just amazing how stuff happens. But anyways, all right. So another this is actually falls into almost like another story for this week. But this, I think, fits more appropriately with this show. So most of you, I'm sure, realize that Groundhog Day was on Friday. Right. So so while I was working, I kept seeing and I I, I could tell. I said, well, this this looks like the same ad, but it's not the same ad. But it had Steve, Stephen Tobolowsky. I think I've said it right. uh, Showing up with like bags of potato chips in this grocery store setting. 
And it seemed like every time I, I didn't have the sound on, on any, any of the monitors, but it was someone showing on our channel as I was going, you know, getting stuff out of the, the uh, refrigerator. But I kept seeing it. It was they were popping up all day on Groundhog's Day on uh, probably a lot of television stations. <laughs> and uh, there, there was definitely a joke. And I was like, I said, there has to be a reason this this keeps happening repeatedly with him. Ned, Ned the nose, Ned the needle, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Ned, Ned needle. Yeah, there has to be a reason for it. Well, Ryan Reynolds on his own YouTube channel thankfully shared what he calls Happy Groundhog Lays, and it's got a collection of these ads. Now you got to listen to these. I see, it's great. Here we go again. Trouble? Oh, the store just won't close. Ooh, looky who's got Lay's. Man, those perfectly seasoned little slices of sunshine <laughs> sure do keep me coming back. You said it. And I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now the caption line, Lay's flavors for days. So their goal is to show you all their different flavors. So now here we go again, same shot. He walks up front of the grocery store to the cashier. Here we go again. Trouble? Oh. The store just won't close. Ooh, looky who's got Lay's. Man, those little Lay's barbecuties do keep me coming back. <laughs> you said that already. And I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Here we go again. What? Oh, the store just won't close. Ooh, looky who's got Lay's. Man, those Lay's sour cream and yumyuns just keep me coming back. You keep saying that. And I'll say it again. <laughs> See how his laughter turns nervous? <laughs> but say like everyone, he's got a different type of Lay's. Here we go again. Oh, wow. Oh, the store just won't close. Mm. Ooh, looky who's got Lay's. Looky who indeed. Man, those Lay's cheddar and sour cream snacks just keep me coming back. You said it, and I bet and you'll say it And I'll say it, it again. again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Again. Oh, the store just won't close. Ooh, looky who's got Lay's. Man, those delicious Lay's dill pickle biscuits keep me coming back. I said those delicious Lay's dill pickle biscuits keep me coming back. Delicious. So there's the depression cycle. See? Here, Here we, we go, go again. again. This, this drawer, drawer just won't close. Ooh, Ooh looky who's, who's got Lay's. Man, those tart little lazily moans just keep me coming back. You said it, and, and I'll, I'll say, say it, it again. again. <laughs> I, I, you know I, you, I, I just, <laughs> and it keeps going. Here we go again. Drawers are tricky, aren't they? Oh, 
This drawer just won't close. Ooh, looky who's got lays. <laughs> I just got these for you because I know how much you love them. You're right. These Lay's Chili Limon sweet and spicy snacks just keep me coming back. And I'll be back. Because I'm never going to get out of here. <laughs> here we go again. This drawer just won't close. Ooh, looky who's got Lay's. <laughs> Are we in hell? Security! Spicy customer with the Lay's flaming Hot registered too. Let me out of here. Do you know how many Lay's flavors there are? No. You're never getting out of here. We haven't even gotten to the Lay's veggie poppables yet. Ooh, they make veggie poppables? <laughs> so did he ever get out of the same day where he was getting a different package of lace every day i don't know but then you know they did it on purpose getting him to do that because everybody's gonna figure it out what they're doing they're making the groundhog yeah, joke perfect. but what a perfect ad campaign i love it i really want some lace potato chips now especially i saw that they do have the cheddar cream uh, or cheddar sour cream ones those are or sour cream and cheddar yeah sour cream and cheddar which are like my favorite chips other than sour cream and onion so, <laughs> <Yeah>. well done, <laughs> Lays. Well done, Lays. And now that we finally got through all of that, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Ned, his name, the character's name is Ned Ryerson. By Ned the way. Ryerson, yes. Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. Bing. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Oh. I did your sister Hattie a couple times. So he told me not to anymore. <laughs> but I watched that four times this week because I drew pictures of my favorite parts of that movie. But anyways, uh, you are at least hearing what's going on on the computer because, uh, I, well, I don't think there's video on this one. Yeah. This is something. Uh, hey, y'all remember Last Boy Jesse from like way back, like season one, season two, early, early, early mm -hmm. days of Neverland podcast. He sent me this. says, meet the cast of Unfrosted, the Pop-Tart story. Jerry Seinfeld is starring, writing and directing a film about the Pop-Tart. Yes, you read that right. Uh, this is on Tudum by Netflix. So Netflix, I guess, has a website. Uh, it's Netflix.com slash Tudum, T-U-D-U-M. 
so and let me just read a little bit of this. It's like Jerry Seinfeld has been thinking about the Pop Tart for a long time. And I thought I heard something about this a long time ago. As far back as the late show appearance in 2010, Seinfeld has been stewing on the rectangular Kellogg snack. At one point, I was thinking about an invention of the Pop Tart movie. He tweeted back in night in 2018. Imagine the drunk on sugar power Kellogg cereal culture of the mid 60s in Battle Creek, Michigan. That's a vibe I could work with. And with unfrosted, the Pop Tart story, he's now sharing that vibe with the world. So, yes, a Pop Tart movie from Jerry Seinfeld well, is coming. Jerry is Jerry is a serial fanatic. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was already a serial fanatic, but Jerry made my serial fanaticism even more fantastic than it already was. That was Jerry Seinfeld did that for me. That and, of course, the mutual love of Superman. <laughs> Whoa! oh, yeah, he and I. But here's the truth. In his show, if you look in the background, they always had cereal boxes all over the place in the back on the wall. And <laughs> this is the truth. It was real. They was real boxes. Nobody asked him to do that, by the way. he They did that because he loved cereal. He would eat cereal all the time growing up. And those were real boxes of cereal that they, the cast would eat while they're sitting around. <laughs> yeah, because they would and sometimes. I think bits I've seen, they pull out a box and start just munching on Cheerios or whatever. Yeah. It show them on the on the stage or something mm-hmm. just eating, just having a good time eating. So it was real. That's why they changed them out because Kellogg's didn't do that. Posted because you can see there's posters, General Mills, there's Kellogg's, there's whoever Quaker, and just whatever he was in the mood for, he would do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, we ate cereal as a kid and we're still eating it. All right. So oh he- yeah, I got a whole bunch now. Here's something you didn't expect. Because all right, so after Sonic the Hedgehog two, Jim Carrey was saying he was going to retire. Yeah. Well, here it is in Variety. Jim Carrey returning for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Good, good. He says he's reprising his role as the mad scientist with the formidable facial hair in Sonic 3. The news comes despite the fact that, and here there will be spoilers. All right, if you didn't see the second movie. All right, the second film in the series ended with Dr. Robotnik falling from a giant robot to the ground below and potentially fatal tumble. In the film's post credit scene, however, it is revealed that Dr. Robotnik's body has not been found, setting the stage for Sonic's main antagonist to make a dramatic return. They also did team uh, or, or tease um, Shadow the Hedgehog there. So I thought, oh, okay, yes. and I thought, okay, we're, we're done with Dr. Robotnik or Eggman, uh, and we're going to move on with Shadow to be uh, a villain for the, a third one. But uh, I guess they have some room for Jim Carrey to come back and play that character once again. And which, you know what? I'm down with that. I've really enjoyed those Sonic movies. So now and I, I thought he was more like that character in the second one. That's one thing I liked. About yeah, he, he grew into being the Dr. Robotnik that we uh, we know from the games. But since we're having yeah. some success now with Sonic movies and Super Mario movies, when do we get that crossover? <laughs> you, know, yes. you know how much fun that Maybe. would be? Now, this is just because I'm a nerd and my my initials spell it out. But boy, if you could do that, make me a really fun Pac-Man movie. Mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be a blast. Yes, so please. <laughs> Come on, Namco. Get That'd in there. Fun. Namco's yeah, got a lot of fun. old great characters that they could bring up. You know. Yeah. That would be Donkey great. Kong already, so yeah, let's and I think get this going. Namco owns Tekken. Apparently, they tried to make movies off of Tekken, but they didn't do it right. But, you know, Pac-Man. Pac-Man would be great. Yeah. Okay, now, ready for us to talk some controversy? Let's do it. Okay, so this is from Leecher Report. Why Cody Rhodes will be just fine after giving WWE WrestleMania 40 match to The Rock. So, all right, where this all comes down is, and you and I were watching the Royal Rumble, 
and uh, we we predicted both winners of the Royal Rumbles. Uh, yeah. and, but Cody needed to, you know, it, it was a big buildup last year when Cody Rhodes came back to WWE. He got hurt, unfortunately, came back from the injury to win the Royal Rumble. And then the buildup was finish the story. They made that as a big thing. Finish the story of coming, defeating Roman Reigns and getting the championship. And yes, you're about to say it's the big thing of the game. They've yeah, made it a thing. The WWE 2K24 game. That's the story. Then that was part of the problem is they've built it up and even in the game. And then all of a sudden on SmackDown, The Rock it's comes right. out. And I have not watched the clip because I don't want to. But yeah. it's getting more dislikes than any WWE video I, has ever gotten. Well, just before you call, <coughs> excuse me, just before you called a while ago, I watched it again just to see what I missed because I watched it yesterday morning. See, I always watch the things the morning after it happens because I get it on Hulu. So I had to wait till the next morning. So I watched it thinking maybe I missed something because I wasn't upset like everyone else because for some reason when I was watching it, I was under the assumption that what he meant when he said this the other day, he was saying instead of doing it at WrestleMania, he could do it another time. I, for some reason, misheard it and was thinking he was saying that he would maybe do it at Elimination Chamber and then Rock would fight uh, uh, Excuse me, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So I wasn't upset. And then the more I thought about it, I watched it again. He doesn't say that. So maybe they were saying SummerSlam, but in reality, maybe they're just playing this. Maybe it's a story and they'll bring more people in on Raw and the SmackDown, but it's kind of had a negative effect. Yeah. Well, they can change course, which is a part of what they did. I mean, they didn't have to change course because CM Punk is legit hurt. Yeah, uh, so they they, they need to make some changes because they they were going to have a match with him and Seth Rollins, but now they wanted to have yes. a match with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. But see, Cody with the Royal Rumble, you're supposed to be able to pick your WrestleMania match, and this was our chance to see him finally win that title away from Roman Reigns, which he would have yeah. won, but Roman Reigns, of course, at the time because he's a bad guy, he is supposed to be able to cheat to win, and he did. He cheated to to keep his title at WrestleMania. It's all he's it's ever done. <laughs> so uh, let me go ahead and read a little and bit about some bleacher we know, report. We know it's a story. We know yeah. that. We know it's a story. But it's bad storytelling when you, I mean, they didn't learn this with Daniel yes. Bryan when they had such a buildup for him and the fans were really behind him and they wanted him to win the Royal Rumble and get a shot at the title. You know, you got to sometimes, with, when it, especially with dealing with wrestling, you have to listen to the fans and give them what they want because they won't be disappointed in it, you know. But if you go off course and give them something they don't want. So, I mean, this is how, you know, and everybody loves Dave Batista, but you brought him in to win the Royal Rumble when Daniel Bryan should have won it, and he's getting booed and yelled at, and Batista starts getting mad and cussing at the audience. It went no, bad. Oh, big mistake. CM Punk, knowing this was bad, that's why 10 years ago he left right after. Mm-hmm. He's like, you guys, I can't believe what you guys just did. It was stupid. So... They didn't learn their lesson. Here it is 10 years later. CM Punk just comes back and they do the whole thing again. Now, let me read you a little bit of this article on Bleacher Report. It said the post-Royal Rumble fallout involving Seth Rollins almost made it feel like WWE was hedging its bets a bit, seeing who and what might be available and why. Plans always change, right? Sure, one could hand wave the recent Rhodes-Rollins interactions. Warren isn't available weekly. And hey, why not pop a big television rating while playing the which match will Rhodes pick game? Because Roman Reigns is not in there every week. You know, he's he's almost become a Brock Lesnar, apparently, where he can just show up and have a match at a pay-per-view, but doesn't have to do anything else. 
it's annoying. Yeah, it is annoying as heck. Uh, but that's both lazy and dismissive of just how entertaining the entertaining the whole thing is. Rollins positioning his title as Dusty's belt, the personification of it, and not Reigns' undisputed title is pretty compelling storytelling. Rhodes is receptive of the idea, if nothing else, for a reason. If and when Rhodes officially challenges Rollins and takes control of his own narrative and story, essentially choosing his own ending, will fans have a big issue with it? So they're saying, well, this could actually be a good thing for Rhodes because you can make this this personal issue with him and Rollins. But, okay, it's still not going to be the same as going for the universal undisputed championship with Roman Reigns, who has held that title for, excuse me, for years now to have Cody finally get it because he's never gotten to be a champion WWE like this. And, and that was the belt. His dad didn't get a chance to have you. Yeah. That was the big issue. That was the big uh, thing. They first started doing it. It was really taking I mean, because whatever Rollins is like, Rollins is like, I can call this your dad's belt. I'm like, no, that's not the same. So, so I mean, but they're, you know, they're saying, oh, they're trying to find positives. I'll grant them that. But I mean, but now the, the talk is that, okay, so The Rock has become an executive with TKO. He's a board member. And uh, now it says, all right, this is off of uh, Forbes. Forbes, a business. Yeah. News yeah, thing. Yeah. So the Rock's it, it, unintentional heel turn has gone from bad to worse. The newly appointed TKO board member wasted no time flexing his muscles, both figuratively and literally, by bigfooting Cody Rhodes and inserting himself into the main event. Reports on the matter suggested the Rock pushed to main event WrestleMania 40 to quote unquote save WrestleMania with CM Punk out with injury and Lesnar pulled from the card due to his connection with the Vince McMahon lawsuit, which we don't need to get into that right now. So he's oh, saving oh. WrestleMania and put himself into the main event. And people were saying, well, hey, that's that's kind of like what Hogan would do sometimes to put himself into stuff, but this is worse. So, and the rock has yeah. been trying well, to tweet out stuff. Either. Huh? Yeah. Hulk wasn't in charge, but Hulk had a lot of sway. We know that, you know, and a lot of stuff, even in WCW. Yeah, yeah exactly. But rock is now an executive and has that power to do that. And he's puts his foot down and says, no, I'm going to main event because I have to save it. He didn't need to come in and save it. We had a great main event. It was already there. If he wants a match with Roman Reigns, because we'd like to see it, he should have been an elimination chamber. Or you and I were even talking, if they set it up in WrestleMania, they they can still save this as maybe a triple threat match, uh, do it in a Hell in a Cell, and have when Solo tries to interfere, that The Rock fights off Solo and giving Cody the chance to win the belt from Roman Reigns. You know, Something like that would actually be good. So, I mean, they have a chance to kind of steer, steer the ship. If they're paying attention to the fans right now, they're going to steer the ship and, and correct this and write this and put Cody where he needs to be, and Seth Rollins can have a different opponent. And I bet you can find lots of good opponents for Seth Rollins. So, Oh, uh, one of them in particular is uh, uh, Knight. You know, uh, what's LA Knight. Uh, yeah, buddy. LA that would Knight. be a good match. Yes. He's so overly popular right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Or what's his name? The other guy that was with him and Seth Rollins uh, recently. And in, in, I can't think of his name right now. All of a sudden, um, Styles. Uh, AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's really great. And uh, they're, what's really they're learning is over the weekend is just how how over Cody is. I mean, there's been hashtags training all weekend of hashtag, you know, we want Cody, justice for Cody, and woe movement. 
Uh, and well, you there, know, I've seen footage of a house show from Saturday. Cody had uh, been out there in a match, and the crowd was just wild for him. And you oh, know, they, the headline, nuts about him. the headline that somebody had used was that Cody Rhodes was apologizing to fans. But the whole story yeah. is Cody. You know, there was a, a broken table in the ring, and Cody picked up a piece of it and he says, "I'm going to sign this yeah, for I'm one signing. of you. I'm going to stay here as long as I can and sign as much as I can." And his apology was that he couldn't sign something for everybody. Because he knows he's everybody like would the, want it. He is he is so over right like now. The, now is the time. He's like the Ric Flair. And I'm, I'm combining him. He's the Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan of 2024. Yeah. He, I, I, you guys don't understand. I'm not mocking. Dusty Rhodes. Listen, I have a fave five. My fave five of all time is Hulk Hogan, Randy Macho <clears> Man <throat> Savage, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, and Andre the Giant. Always will be. Dusty Rhodes is one of my all-time favorites. I didn't even know, I knew the name Dusty Rose, but when I was a little kid and he came over in 1989 to WWF, he just, man, he took the plate from me. I didn't know that he was Hulk Hogan's hero. He was the one that got Hulk Hogan into it, and he loved him. And I mean, when, whenever Dusty came, there's something about the man, and he said there's something about him having a fat butt. Now, this is Dusty Rose, not mine. <laughs> he he said, I got a big butt. He goes, I got a big belly. He goes, sometimes my butt too big. And I just I loved him because he's like us. He's like all of us. Yeah. He's And he talks about his father. He's just he a working man. He, he, that's why I'm just a humble son of a plumber. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the new entrance that they have for Cody. He's just a son of a son of a plumber. Yes. <laughs> and I love that. And that's a, I love Cody. He's yeah. my honorary brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing is, I mean, they tried to disrespect Dusty when he came over and they put him in the polka dots and Dusty just made the polka dots work. They they, they kind of took Dustin and they turned him into gold dust, which was not, I mean, he made it work, and but it was a Dustin weird, creepy too. thing. And then Cody, they gave him yeah. some oddball characters. They kind of sideline and rock. I've, I've seen stuff where people are saying that the rock has been calling Cody a mid card. And, and that's no. what they, it's like they tried to hold the Rhodes boys back and they even give him that weird star something character before Cody finally just Stardust. left Stardust. Yeah. Stardust, um, yeah. And he, he, you know, he went for it. He, you know, Cody has paid his dues. He's been all in. He did what was asked for him, but he went over to AEW he when went, he was allowed to do his own stuff creatively. He ruled the place in AEW and then he came well, back and honest, everybody went crazy. He's the one who made AEW. Yes. Really. He was the founder in a sense. He and knows was, this business. He, he, he business. He, business. He's the one. Yes. Because you can hear it if you listen. You hear a little bit of that lisp. That's just the, the family. Yes. Uh, he is a he is an all time great, and I'm I'm not just saying it because I love him. I do love him. Mm-hmm. I love him very much. But he has all heart, like his dad. Yep. And and by the way, his brother. I love Dustin. Dustin too. is cool. Dustin is all heart. Yeah. He's a great guy. I love him. And uh, but to me, when you love a wrestler, it's not just the character they play. But when the character they play has a lot of character and heart and the real person, yeah. it means all the much more to them. It's the way I feel about actors. I can like actors, but if I don't agree with them, uh, whether it be politically or anything else, and they find out they're a real jerk, I can like the characters they play and I think they're a good actor, but I don't care as much about them. But if you find out that they're a really great person, it makes you love them all yeah. the more. So like, you know, you know, I, I can't help it. It was a CJ Stroud, that quarterback. He's a great quarterback. He was playing the Pro Bowl oh, today. Yeah. He doesn't play for us, but him standing up for Jesus and everything. I love that guy. Him, yes. Kirk Cousins up and there in Minnesota. Edited. I love him too. 
and they edited it. That made me so yeah, mad. When you got, I, I was glad I got to see it live. Uh, when, you know, but me too. Uh, so, uh, but that's you know the character of people who they are is makes you love who they are. And some wrestlers, the character of who they are, even Cody. Cody has shown his true character by you know just keeping up there, and he has paid his dues for a very his long wife time. Is awesome too. Yeah, oh my his gosh, wife his is wife awesome. is gorgeous. She's a cutie pie. So Yeah, she is. She is and I love his daughter. You seen the picture of his daughter? I haven't seen their oh. daughter. Oh, oh goodness, I bet she's a oh, little cutie pie too. So cute. She's uh, so cute. Uh it the picture of him holding her just oh, it's so my heart. Uh, it's so sweet. But to have him come back from an injury that would tore and tearing his bicep or not bicep but um oh. that muscle there, oh, the chest muscle. You know, to, yeah, to come back terrible. last year was the time to do it. But when they didn't do it, they could make up for it this year. And there, I figure there's still time, like I said, to right the ship and get this on track uh, before WrestleMania happens in a couple of months. They have time and hopefully they pay attention to listen to the fans. So, but uh, I figure we'll wrap this move. Ago, mm-hmm. Go back two years ago when Cody and Seth had their match. <laughs> it was rewind. Elimination Chamber. Mm. And it looks so sore. His oh yeah, tricep or whatever it was, uh, pectoral it so muscle. Sore. Pectoral. That's yes, what it pectoral is. Pectoral muscle. And Seth, <laughs> Seth was wearing the polka dot outfit, mm. kind of mocking his dad. But because he's trying to be a heel, but he was such a kind of an affable. Even though I don't really like Seth's character, I like the guy. But his character is obnoxious to me. Yeah. But he uh, he was kind of an affable villain, and it kind of became a, a good guy, kind of accidental, I think. But he was, uh, you could tell he was trying to be careful because he's already hurt and he didn't want him to be hurt right. anymore. But he's trying to be real careful. And I'm like, that's a good thing to see that they're trying to take care of their, their own. You know, that's a good thing. But man, that was a good match. That was a real good match. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I and see we, how good of work go yeah. ahead. we've already hit the 45 minute mark and I got a lot to go. So we're going to go to the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator. Give me that sugar. Come here. The Neverland Trailer Park. I'm reversing the orders of the trailers of when I was going to play them because I want to play this one first. This one's going to get me in trouble because of the music. Hello, everybody. what's up? Wait a minute. Three girls, one wife. Something is missing. This guy. There's my boy. I know you love your dada. Go on, say it. Dada. Dada. Yes, of course he loves you. He just just doesn't show it on his face. Or with his body language. (laughs) Right, Prue Jr., come on. Prue, I need a word with you. Your family's lives are at stake. What? Maxime Lamal has escaped from prison. I'm coming for my revenge, group. We have to get to the safe house. It has a vending machine! I love this place! Look up! The most important part of a heist is being aware of potential dangers. I tried myself! What? <laughs> uh-huh. Come in, Arthur. 
Okay, so that's Despicable Me 4. I've only seen the first Despicable Me. I tried to watch the Minions movie. I couldn't get into it. The Minions yeah. are what made the first one even fun to watch, because otherwise it was it wasn't it was an okay story. Uh, but these things just keep going. But I, I I wonder how tired the world is of Minions right now. I don't know. I know I'm tired of the Minions. They're up in every meme and everywhere. I'm I got bored with Minions. But here we yeah, go I got, again. I got a little tired of them, but you know. They're still probably kidding. You know, at least it's something you can take the kids to. It's, it's something for the whole family. Yeah, so good. I'm not that interested, although I might like the second one if I ever got a chance to watch it. I heard the third one really wasn't that good. Minions. I, I haven't I didn't enjoy the first one. I have not watched any of the other Minions movies, uh, but they just keep going. And I guess if they make money, they'll keep making them. So there you go. But what I am excited about. Heck, yeah. Ghostbusters oh, Frozen yeah. Empire. I've been waiting 40 years for this. They called themselves Ghostbusters. According to these hacks, they saved the world. No eyewitnesses. Mm. And who is found to carry the torch? Descendants of Egon Spengler. You have a miner hanging out the side of a moving vehicle, firing a laser gun indiscriminately. As a proton pack. It's completely oh, safe. I wouldn't say completely safe. The Ghostbusters are finished. Right. Well, overruled. Sustained. Thank you. You the weird guy who buys strange old things? Correct on both counts. Buddy, you just hit the jackpot. What is it? Better question is, what's inside of it? The parables tell of an unimaginable evil commanding an army of ghosts. With the power to kill, by fear itself. Like, literally scared to death? We might be looking at a second ice age. We're gonna need all the help we can get. Let's get to work. I love it. any help. Melnitz in uniform. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something strange? There's something weird. Who are people gonna call? Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> We're the Ghostbusters. Can I tell you something else? What? Buster makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. Heads up! It's all dark and horny at 12 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah. 
March 22nd. Now, is this the first We're time you have to see, see this? One. This is the first time you've seen this trailer? I, I saw other previews, but this is the first time I saw that full one. There. Yeah, because we've had little teasers, but this is the first full trailer yes. we've gotten. And, and oh my thing. goodness. I'm so excited because uh, several things. First of all, I love seeing Peck on there. Yes. And, uh, William Atherton back Pesky again as well. Peck or Peck. 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 Well, and and the, I don't know if he's yeah, the judge or the, the mayor. I kind of wonder. <laughs> uh, I, it's great, man. And it's so good because he's still with us and, and he's a great actor. Yeah. But I also love uh, they hinted that that uh, Peter or excuse me, Bill Murray wouldn't return after that last one. But I'm I love as he's older, he's chilled out so much lately yeah. in this. <laughs> he's chilled out so much that it's great to see that he's back because I wasn't expecting that when I first heard about it like years ago. They talked about they, they could make spin-off <laughs> movies. I wasn't expecting to see Peter Vankman back. So that's great. Yes. You know, that's great. We're gonna be an actor because Dan Aykroyd is kind of goofy and he's yeah. fun that way, you know, yeah. and goofy with the, the other stuff. But you know, I love him. And uh I'm so thrilled. I did see they got action figures that are coming out that are meant to. Okay, you know how they made the action figures of the movie guys to look a lot like the old animated style. They now have figures to look like they did this last time too. I didn't receive them. They're they're meant to look like the uh, last film characters to look mm-hmm. like Afterlife. That. Yeah. But they now have yeah the Afterlife. I couldn't remember the name of it. They now have ones of this movie to look like that. Mm. So. I don't know if they're making them to look older, but they definitely have ones of the new characters to look like that style yeah. figure. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yep. There's there's just two things that I have to bring up, other than the fact that I'm super excited. Um, well, I love Slimer. Seeing Slimer. the librarian <laughs> ghost is cool, but what's sad for me, yes. what's sad for me there is, okay, so the video game, the 2009 video game, written by mm-hmm. Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, you got got to go back to bust the librarian ghost, and we considered that to be canon. Uh-huh. That was our Ghostbusters 3, but I guess they've now thrown yeah. that out of the window because we see the librarian ghost is loose. I hope maybe some way they still acknowledge that maybe the events of that game happened because, I mean, being written by the same people, it was like having our third Ghostbusters movie then. So, well, we'll we see. have all of it, you know. Yeah. And the other thing is, well, I guess I got three things. Uh, people have been, like, saying, you know, they, they've d- developed a new term. Have you ter- heard the term member berries? A member berry have, is, yeah. you remember this, it's like a berry on the tree. You remember this? And they try to get it in there. But when yeah. done right... They work great, like having having Janine on the, on the phone. You know, Ghostbusters, what do you want? Yes. And having William Atherton back as Walter Peck again. You know, it is those would be considered member berries, but those are the best kind of member berries, in my opinion. And, and now this is just for us ridiculous fans who watch the cartoon and all. Mm-hmm. But I still have the action figures from way back uniform? when. when <laughs> yeah, pink uniform. Yeah, you remember? I can't. I don't remember if it was the first one they did of her in the uniform. Maybe it was the second one, but they had it where her hair would come up and her eyes would pop out. <laughs> so it should be like the scare it, feature ones, which I, I think. Yeah, and they also one had on a, a feature where and maybe that was the second one, but they also had one where uh, they had it to wear another kind of feature. And I don't know if they call it spin or scare or whatever, because they all had these weird fright this and that. But they had one where you you push a button and they'd all spin Wah! and do all these things. They had one of her with a little bit of longer hair. And she kind of spin it because for at one point they decided to make her, I guess, prettier 
on like season three or four of the cartoon. Yeah. Well, they and gave her the they, nice they, long hair and everything, and they were trying yeah, to reflect like, a little bit they, more her look in what would eventually be in Ghostbusters too, where she was a bit more made up. And because like the first one, she's just no makeup, just really short hair and just you know almost grumpy. Up, yeah, so they gave her more almost, personality in the second movie. Almost Egon-ish. Yeah, because they're trying to pa- pass her ha- off as Egon's girl, and then when when part two came out of Ghostbusters, she became. Uh, what's his name's girl? Uh, Lewis. Lewis Tully. In yep. fact, they put Lewis, Lewis in the cartoon even. Yep, yep. When, when they did Slimer in the real Ghostbusters. Which, you know, yeah, this makes right. me wonder, what, what, wouldn't it be fun if they had been secretly hiding that Rick Moranis came back to pop? Maybe even oh. just a cameo? With Janine around, wouldn't you like to see that her and Lewis, I can't remember if in Afterlife, I'm going to have to watch it again, if she mentioned like her and Lewis maybe did did get married or something. They, I know they mentioned kind of a hint that something may have happened between her and Egon at some point, but they never said for certain. Yeah, I Egon love, did get married apparently. So yes, I would love, just love, if just for a split second, Rick Moranis would, yeah. even if it was just at the end of the movie, and even make a Oscar. Appearance. Oscar should be an adult now. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Like in his thirties. Like a thirty-something-year-old yeah, Oscar comes along and helps that'd out. That would be a blast. That would be so great. <laughs> There's so much great. potential stuff that, that that could happen in here that I hope they keep it a secret until we see it and then we get surprised. Oscar, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe Sigourney Weaver is going to make a surprise pop up because you know her and Venkman, you know. So and it's a shame. This is the, the character that I really want to see, and it's it's a shame he can't do it. But I wish to God that we could see. Uh, oh, what was the name of that rapper who did the second movie? Uh, uh, what was his name? Oh, he was uh, uh, married to well Bobby Brown. Who did the Bobby song? Brown. He made a little cameo. Yeah. Hey, can I get my yeah. going the proton packs? My kid brother really wants one. <laughs> yeah, those things didn't all be played with. I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, those things they're, they're really not a toy. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Bobby Brown. If we could only get Bobby Brown back from you know from the dead again. Uh, <laughs> he had, I think, a lot of like you know criminal he issues did, or whatever. As, so as let's the, yeah, let's not. The time, yeah. yeah, let's yeah. not and say we didn't. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, super excited for that one. But Me now too. I'm excited. Uh, I'm trying to keep the show to an hour, but I think we're going to go at least an hour and a half because we haven't even gotten to uh, our our meat of the stuff. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hit this button, even if this wasn't a movie. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom nexus movie review. Okay, and this wasn't really a movie. This was a Netflix series, Masters of the Universe Revolution. And oh my goodness. And the one thing I thought was kind of odd is oh, I don't know how they couldn't get um, um, Sarah Michelle Geller to come back as Tila, but we got Melissa, and I don't know if it's Benoit yeah. or Benoist or whatever, Supergirl. She got to be Tila this time, and she did a fine job. I think everybody in the cast was good. Yeah, but she did great. Especially, I got to give credit to this Ted Biaselli, who played Gwildor, because holy cow, ghost of Billy Barty. Oh, <laughs> man, he sounded straight on. Yeah, I wondered who did the voice, but he was spot on almost. Oh, I he love could, this I, cast. I, I, I wish he would go for to Disney and do, uh, they'd have him be, be Figment. Uh, Oh, he'd be perfect. He'd be a great figment. You are not wrong. And, but I love some of the other different bits of casting, like Meg Foster, the original Evelyn from the Masters of the Universe film, was Motherboard in here. That was great. Gates was McFadden. Great. I don't remember if she was Queen Marlena in the original series, but Gates McFadden as Queen Marlena 
which of course well, yeah, if, you, love- if, if you didn't get enough Star Trek out of that uh, William Shatner as Keldor and even I, John Delancey as Grandamere which seeing Grandamere pop know. up oh my goodness how did I not know that Captain Kirk was going to be in this cartoon? But the moment I heard him talking, by the way, I knew who Kildor was. I won't say Keldor. In case yeah, someone know yeah. Yet, I think most of I us knew fans Kel- knew who Keldor is. <laughs> I, I knew Keldor. I mean, I have a toy of him. Yeah. I, since I was young, I've, I've known. You know. But here's the thing: when I as soon as I heard his voice, it's like, ah! I got to meet William Shatner a couple times now, and I love Captain Kirk. I love. Mm-hmm. He's always been my captain. And yes, I call him Captain Kirk. Yeah. I love Captain Kirk. I. Love him, but he was so good in that. He played yes. that arrogant, and I loved how you got Captain Kirk and and you have Luke Skywalker yes. in there yes. as Skeletor, both Skeletor, the, the heroes of Star Wars. <laughs> Which I hope we didn't spoil anything. Skeletor, yeah. Yeah. that's beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. And uh, we're you know speaking of some people who we, I I did enjoy Revelation, and I'll admit there was a few you know few flaws, and maybe they could have yeah. done some things differently. This was I think better than Revelation. I have to agree with all the people who didn't like Revelation, so. but then enjoyed Revolution. This was better, yeah. and I think it gave a better balance to all of the characters of Master of the Universe to tell yeah. a good balanced story. But you had a little bit more of Adam's story of him having to deal stuff, and also you know Keldor to Skeletor story. They did it a slightly different take on it instead of him. Instead of Keldor losing his face by trying to steal the secrets and and he throws acid at Randor and Randor blocks it with a shield and it reflects back onto his face as was seen in the 2003 series. Uh, we got like a slightly different take that taking the Havoc stack melted his face off when he was trying to learn from Hordak. But having Hordak, Keith David, that I'm a good yeah. lord. You know, and he even oh. snorted a few times, but Keith David, he's just awesome every time he voices he's something a, anyway. Every time I've seen him be a voice of a villain, he just takes it on i mean mm-hmm. and he always loves it so much he did a, a voice in a disney cartoon yes and, uh princess and, and the frog I, yes and he was so much yes. fun when they were showing him record he was singing the shaking song. old sinner's so hand that was the best part oh. of the movie yeah he, it he is was so amazing he is I love awesome that he is great in everything and i remember the first thing i saw him in was this movie i think it was called minute work with emilio estevez and charlie sheen as garbage yes. men and he was like their supervisor Yes, he's great. Oh, and then I think the next thing I saw him in was Spawn, the animated oh, he Spawn. Was good Spawn. He was he was yeah, a very good Spawn. Uh, as a family show, we can't recommend the Spawn animated series that's no. on Max right now because holy cannoli, is it violent and lots of nudity? But uh, yeah, he made a good I've Spawn. I've never seen it all. I just I just seen bits of it, but I, I know his voice. I think anyway. I saw he's most great. of the series back in the day. I, I watched it and everything. But now I, uh, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a bit more focused on like what I actually ingest because sure, stuff you put in yeah. your brain will come out when you don't want it. And I'm like, you know what? That's probably stuff I just shouldn't watch. But so I love Stephen Root. Stephen Root again oh, as Battle Cringer. Cat. Yes, oh, he was I, so and, great. And I love him. When Battle Cat turns around, and says, "Where's my stapler?" I thought that yes. was the best part. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and I saw very good storytelling and, uh, you know, there was people who really, you know, I saw, you know, people have brought up some good question. Like you already know you have a King Grayskull, somebody who was King with the power. Why in the world did Randor have such a big deal that, that Adam had to choose between being King as, as Adam or being He-Man? He yes. couldn't have it both ways. It's like, uh, no, this has been done before, but it was an interesting term. But you know, people have been like, why don't you let him be? Because the canon story was kind of developed when they had the Master of the Universe Classics Mattel collection. They pulled from yeah. some of the ideas that were taken from the 2003 series, and they made what the actual canon is. And part of the real canon is 
King He-Man with Queen Tila, although, and she does yeah, become the sorceress. Right. So I guess that's why they got the idea that her sorceress, she, they want her to be able to leave Grayskull so she can be queen with them. But, you know, it was an interesting twist at the end to have the kingdom dispelled. And it's like, well, we're going to have elections now. I'm like, well, that's an interesting and different take. Sure. Why not? We'll go yeah, with that. It, why not? Uh, but as far as Gates McFadden, I, I'll just be honest with you here and now in front of everybody. I had such a crush on her when I was a teenager. She, I just thought she was so beautiful as, as the doctor. And Dr. Star Crusher. Trek and oh, and I had a, a girl I used to work with who looked and acted like her. But oh, goodness. the truth is, yeah, but, but she was I, I, Gates McFadden. I thought it was beautiful and still is, incidentally. Yeah, uh, a beautiful lady. But when I heard her voice, I knew who she was. I automatically I knew who that was. I was like, ah, she's still here. I love her. <laughs> yeah. And did a really great job on there. I'm, yeah, I think the, the cast was amazing. The animation was amazing. The story was really good. And I hope I think some people didn't stick around to the end of the credits because I saw somebody saying, how do we have Hornick? And there's no mention of she Well, now I caught uh, it when 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 Skeletor is getting his memory slowly back. There was a shot mirrored from the um, the the Secret of the Sword filmation where you see Hordak as he's yeah. stealing Adora. That shot was in there. I was like, I, I looked at my wife. I looked at Heather. And I says, there it was. That's him stealing Adora. She's going to show up eventually. And we did at the very end after the credits. We saw Adora. We didn't see her face, but that's Adora. And it Hordak will be back. I, and I, I happen to know from the comic books and stuff, you know it's Adora. And mm-hmm. I'm glad they're going to do it because don't get me wrong, and I'm not irritated at Netflix for it, but I tried to watch that she-ra cartoon i really did i just couldn't get into it it was not my cup of tea yeah. i don't even like tea <laughs> well that was there was some licensing issue and dreamworks was able to get the yes. license for she but not part of master of the universe so they did their own thing and i do not consider that canon that is not she yeah that's uh, like a, they, they, they lost sober. some of the major factors that makes her such an interesting tragic character of being kidnapped away from yeah. her family yeah. uh, like that and she was she was uh not trying to ruin anything for anyone but she was kind of like, according to the comics that I've read and everything by the, the writers and all, she was kind of like brainwashed and believed that she was a Hordak individual and all that stuff. But yeah. she really believed all that. And so, I mean, I know that we're all getting into all this stuff, but it's true. That's the, the story. And it's kind of interesting. It, you get a lot of the uh, kind of the She-Ra Superman thing going on there. At She-Ra. I'm going to say uh, Supergirl, Superman, mm-hmm. they, some of that stuff's happened in those comics. I mean, let's be honest, He-Man and Superman have a lot in, in common. Yeah. That's the way they shared a lot of things. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Although He-Man has a lot more vulnerabilities. You know, he can be killed. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Well, Superman that's, can well, too, but he can come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But that, that's one of the things I think that kept He-Man in, in the filmation interesting is he was the most powerful man in the music and in, in music in the universe, most powerful man in the universe. And he still had potential dangers that he could, if you fall, it could have killed him or whatever. You know, he still had regular style vulnerabilities. Now, of course, Superman, you know, no biggie. You know, he falls off a cliff like, oh, I'm sorry. Did that hurt? Was that supposed to hurt? You know, so that's that's kind of what kept He-Man interesting is that he did have the vulnerabilities. He could you could yeah. stab him, you know, uh, so that's that's very kind of what made him more interesting, I think, in some ways. To watch because Very that threat unique. that he could, you know, Superman, you don't, you know, there's the threat of failure. And that's what made me, I think, the Superman in the movie such good is that he has that moment where he didn't get to Lois in time. And they, and Christopher Reeve, oh. that, that anguish, all the echoing. Oh, my goodness. You have to oh, find, man. well, you have to find ways for Superman to fail or nearly, nearly fail because that is his biggest weakness is his heart like that. Yeah, that's one reason why he plays a failure yeah. as Clark. I love that mm-hmm. when he does that. That's why I don't care for 
some of the other versions of Clark because they play him too yeah. almost the exact same. I yeah. don't care for that. Man. Clark he should be different and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, yes, we definitely recommend this. If you were like, oh, I didn't like Revelation, so I wasn't going to watch Revolution. Well, get over it and watch it because you're. I, I, I think you would like this one. Uh, even if you didn't like Revelation, I think you would enjoy this. I mean, it didn't even get started off with a bang with going fighting with Scareglow. I mean, come on. Yeah, oh, I love it. And, love you know, it. and something I got to throw in, I popped on a pa- uh, the uh, Retro Rewind podcast to discuss the Master of the Universe movie and mentioned my love for Orko. And and because it came up, there's some people who like, they just, oh, Orko, I just never liked Orko. He was just always annoying. I was kind of glad he wasn't in the movie. I love And him. on the video, they can see my mouth just drop open. And they, they kind of, we had some fun with that. Well, Orko has come back to be awesome, so stuff it, dude. <laughs> Orko was, yeah. you know, he's come back and, and he's he's, and he's just in ruling. This, and in this, I love to get the Orko of the movie with Orko because Orko of the movie was uh, Gwildor. Yes, yes. And, uh, and, and then you get Gwildor and Orko together, and I love mm. how they're fighting, and they even kind of mock each other. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, did I need any of these facts off of this? I, I had some stuff from Collider, but I don't think I really needed any of it. Uh, I was thinking about no. talking about some of the production behind it, but we actually had some other stuff that happened this week, so I'm not going to get into the production of it, just to say that to watch it. Uh, because we had a massive big event that happened, uh, I believe this was Friday. We lost Carl Weathers, even, yes. and we love him despite the fact that he played for the uh, Oakland Raiders. Or I guess it was the last of the yes. No, it was Brooklyn Raiders at the time, I guess. When even though he was one yeah. of the Raiders, but we still love John Madden, even though he was a coach for the Raiders, love and we're him. Kansas Cityans, and so we're not supposed to like the Raiders. But I mean, he he started out as a and, and I was watching some video on him. He was more than just football. He was an outstanding athlete. I mean, even a gymnastics yes. guy, boxing, wrestling. I mean, he was just amazing. Uh, and, and then, but yet got his degree in drama and it really showed cause he was a tremendous actor. He, I mean, he looked good. He, he sounded good and he, oh my goodness. Handsome man. Yeah. He boy. was a handsome man and he and was, he was, uh, and he was, uh, honestly, there was something just charming about the way he spoke. He yeah. could speak in a way that if, if you listen to him talk, he could make you want, if he, if he was to ever do it, I don't know if he ever did, I don't know, but. If he was ever talked to you about joining the military, you'd be signing up by the end of the, of the sentence. <laughs> yeah. He was so good at it. Charisma. I love the, the, I, he did more than just uh he did more than just Rocky. Yes. But when in Rocky Four, even though I think it was a really cheesy film in a lot of ways, in, in talking about the original one. Now I like the second one they did, but the when it was Sylvester Stallone's idea uh Yeah, kind of recut it a little bit. Yeah. He I did. like both it made versions. it a little less cheesy. I'll admit. Me too. <laughs> Whenever he's talking about uh, that's not us up there anymore, you know, Rocky says, and he's talking about uh, that we have to fight now more than ever because he was talking about the Cold War. At the time, the Cold War mm. was still going on. Yeah. And uh, and he was talking about all that. And whether you all want to believe it or not, Cold War is kind of going on again. But anyway, <laughs> he was talking about that back then. And he was talking about why going out there and fighting was important, making a stand for America. And man, that was a red, white, and blue day back in the 1980s, and that was an important uh, speech he makes mm. about. He wasn't talking about the physical fight; he was talking about the fight of the heart. Yeah, and I thought that was a really moving speech. He said, "I like that." Yeah, we're always going to think of him as Apollo. And before I mention some of his other roles, I got to play Sylvester Stallone. I follow him on Instagram, so I saw this, but this has been making some rounds. Sylvester Stallone, yes. of course, had to share from his heart. 
Uh, and so let me play what he said on his Instagram here. Oh, the audio is not. Hang on, let me. I'm so torn up, I can't even tell you. I'm just trying to hold it in because Carl Weathers was such an integral part of my life, my success, everything about it. I, I give him incredible credit and kudos because when he walked into that room and I saw him for the first time, I saw greatness, but I didn't realize how great. I never could have accomplished what we did with Rocky without him. He was absolutely brilliant. His voice, his size, his power, his athletic ability, but more importantly, his heart, his soul. It's, it, it's a horrible loss. And I'm standing here in front of this painting because it was probably the last moment we were ever in the ring together and I'll never forget it. He was magic. And I was so fortunate to be part of his life. So, Apollo, keep punching. And you can hear it. Okay, Instagram will keep playing it, but you can hear it in his voice. Uh, the the heartache, uh, and he is kind of holding it back. But behind him, of course, was the painting that was used in the the credit shots there of Rocky Three. Rocky Three, yeah. But of course, they were in the First ring together one other time way. after that because Rocky Four. Of course, the, the next time they're in the ring is when Rocky is holding Apollo as he's dying. Uh, which so they yeah, were technically in a ring though. together, but it wasn't right. quite the same, you know, of you know playing the roles of Rocky and Apollo and having that last the the rematch, which I think uh, and Rocky Four, don't they mention that uh, I think uh, Rocky still won or something that they no, little Apollo or, Apollo did win that rematch. Okay, you you don't you don't know about it until Creed because it's Creed that he says who who won that match and he says your father did. Oh, so I thought they said something in Rocky Four about it. Okay. Well, he says uh, he's, they both have black eyes in Rocky Four. They mentioned they both have black eyes. He said, he said, who gave you the black eyes? He says, same friend. But it's not <laughs> until Rock, till Creed that we find out who won that match. Uh, and it was uh, Apollo won it. Nice. So, and that's, that's a, a fitting tribute to, to the character, too, to, yeah, to have it, it that way. So, yeah. But of course, we know Carl Weathers from Apollo and, of course, Predator and Combat Predator. Carl in <laughs> the Toy Story. And, uh, Mandalorian, I think yes. he made Mandalorian. He, whenever I saw that he was going to be in it, yeah. now I don't mean this badly, but when I was a little kid, him as far as uh, African American actors or black actors, as I called him when I was a little kid, two of my favorites ever were Billy D. Williams and mm-hmm. him, Carl Yes, and so when I saw that he was going to be Mandalorian, I was like, "That's perfect for me." Yeah, as a little kid, they were two of my favorites, and I just thought that was perfect. And I was it, to me that made it absolutely perfection yeah and he was so it's sad for me to know that he won't be back in that yeah. character obviously yeah because we're getting that mandalorian salute. movie here now yes and now we hopefully we, they'll have a salute yeah because i mean don't I, i'd say don't recast grief karga because you're never gonna no. replace carl weathers just don't don't just no. just have him have passed away you know, but yeah. and, and and it's a fitting end for Grief Karga because he had a pretty good story arc where he, you know, being kind of the scoundrel that he was, and then becoming the, like the administrator and everybody looking yeah, up to him, governor, and he kind of huh? organized and he was governing that that town and taking care of everybody. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because when great. he first came in there, he was somewhat of a villain. Oh uh, yeah, sense. a little and bit. Then, you didn't know which side he was going to fall on there. You could say uh, Grogu, in a sense, changed the Mandalorian. Yeah, and it changed him. Yeah, it, he that little character changed everybody in a sense. Yeah, love can do that. 
Yep. Love does that. You know, and then you, and you find out sometimes when you hold character to the fire, you find figure out who they really are. When you hold yeah. something to the fire because you burn off whatever's not really them and you find out that he might have seemed like a bad guy, but underneath, no, he's really got a good heart inside there. And he's willing, he's going to do the yeah. right thing, even though it might cost him, you know. That's yep. you know, you, that's that's why God puts us through the fire because He's burning out and you know that character where He's trying to make us more like Jesus. That's Bring, it bringing is. the gold out, bringing the gold out. Refiner's fire. My heart's one desire is to be holy, set apart for you, my King. What? What? what, what I think that song's called Refiner's Fire, isn't it? Yeah. Which I can't remember I if that's so. pulled from a psalm or I don't think it is, but it's an old praise song I remember singing back in the day. Oh, there's a long list of things like Wikipedia has about all the different roles. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely going to miss him and all the great roles. And also when next next Mandalorian thing we see, which I don't think we get any more serious, but we they are talking to make that movie, going to that movie and have him not here. We're well, going we're gonna to feel his missing Jackson. loss. Action, I never did see that and all of his other stuff. Yeah, he was in Action Jackson. He was in a few other things. But yeah, Action Jackson, I saw that when I was younger. And I was like, Action Jackson. I remember the commercial. Is that the word? Because they were. I was watching a thing that had clips with him in a movie with Craig T. Nelson as the bad guy or something. That was it. That, that was, was it. it. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I ought to watch that one. That just seemed like that great cheesy '80s kind of thing going on with this. So I'm oh, like, you know, I should was, probably watch it. It was, but you know, he was who he was, and same with Craig T. Nelson. I got to be honest, I still love him. Yeah, Even when he's the villain, he's so fun. You know, he's good because he's Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> Yeah, he's there the coach. <laughs> he's he's coach. Yeah, he's Mister Incredible. I mean, come on. He's Hayden Fox. He's Hayden Fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you know, he's he's always going to be coach. Of course, I remember first thing the I saw him in was Poltergeist. Yeah, exactly. He was the dad in Poltergeist. Yeah. So yeah, he's great. Uh, but yeah, Carl Weathers, thank you for uh, entertaining us uh, throughout your life, uh, and we're still going to continue to be entertained for generations and, unless the world ends tomorrow. And uh, I've got his, I got his action figure here on my wall. As I was an Apollo. Green. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love him. Yeah. It says uh, Weathers died in his home in Los Angeles February 1st at the age of 76. His family issued a statement saying he died peacefully in his sleep. And, and a long list of credits. This, wow. This may not sound like it's me showing salute to him, but I had yet to seen Creed 3. And so the day that he died, I watched Creed 3 mm. as, a, as a strange salute to him in a way. Yeah. That was that was my way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I hope he knew the Lord, and so when we get to heaven, we'll, we'll, so we'll meet him and say, "Hey, thank you, Carl. You entertained us, and uh, you gave us yeah, a great character." You. Where, we'd, like Apollo Creed, like of course when I I didn't see the first Rocky, I saw the first Rocky movie I saw was Rocky Three, so Apollo was the friend. I'm not used to him being because even Apollo Creed wasn't really a villain; he was an antagonist, he was an opponent, no. but he was lovable, and yeah. he was Muhammad Ali. I mean, really, he yeah, was Muhammad he Ali. Was based off of, yeah, he was. and he was a he he was just a lovable dude. Oh even yeah. When he was, oh, he was cocky. Oh yeah. And in the second in the second one, he was cocky and trying to bring on. He was frustrated. He was trying to make him mad. But even with that, you still had to love him and respect yeah. him. You know. Yeah. He was he, he, Apollo Creed was just a character. He had a lot of depth. Uh, yeah. So and it just made him great, you know, because you know we did get some boo hiss villains in the Rocky series after a while, because you know oh. even though, granted we love Mr. T to death, but as as oh. uh, his character Clubber Lang in there, yeah. you, he's a boo hiss character, but still love Mr. T outside of that mm-hmm. character. That's right. I mean, he loved him as that character, but he was so 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 horrible. He's mean person, Clubber Lang. Yeah. Uh, but you know we've got a lot of boo hiss villains that started showing up in the Rocky movies, but Apollo Creed was always that one where he was he was just an opponent, and we still kind of enjoyed Paul that Creed. character. Yeah. And watching the, the the battles, but 
So that's where we're going to wrap this up as, uh, as thank you, Carl Weathers. And I'm going to get back yes. over to my list and make sure that I, uh, Remind you, oh, you know what? I didn't tell anybody to go to W. Well, heck, if you know, if you go to NoverlandPodcast.com, and I didn't even take a break for playing ads in here in the middle. So maybe we won't have any ads in the middle of this other than, you know, on, on, on NeverlandPodcast.com, you'll find links for Podgagement. You'll find links for Dubby. If you go and you get some of their product, you're going to help me out. Podgagement, if you haven't have a podcast, so you can get all your reviews from around the world just sent to you and a lot of other fun features. Uh, it's And uh, uh, Daniel J. Lewis has really expanded and added a lot of new features. Dubby is some health drinks that you can get for some energy so you can keep playing them video games without getting the jitters because you don't want jitters when you're playing Call of Duty, right? So... Uh, also, we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite yes. and Wall Show for helping me out with the intro to the show. Don't forget to email us, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. We're on Twitter at NeverlandPCast, Facebook, Neverland Podcast. There's both a group and a fan page. Uh, I'm trying to make sure when I post something in the group that I share it over to the regular fan page as well. That seems to be working out uh, because you have to log in as a separate person as on the pages now, and it's, a, it's stupid. I'd rather have just like, hey, I'm the administrator of that page. Let me just share it to both. But whatever. And don't forget, you can join the Neverlanders on the website as well. Become an official Lost Boy or Pixie. Why a Pixie? Because girls are too clever if they don't get lost. And, of course, don't forget, we do have the Patreon where you can donate. Uh, there's the links for Patreon on the website, patreon.com slash Podcast. And also, if you look right there in the show notes for where you've downloaded this, over there at Red Circle, you can subscribe to the exclusive uh, version of the podcast where I don't put ads into the episodes because uh, you will have ads in this episode. Uh, and and Philip is showing me his figure that he's making of us up. But anyways, all right. So you know what we got to say at the end of every show? Get lost in an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>